0: to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us.
1: All right, good morning. Welcome to the Faith Lift Sisters. We are talking this week about Hebrews 4:14 through 6:8, which seems like an awful lot but chapter five is not very long. So what we are going to do is we are going to talk today about 414 through 510. And if you are following along in insights homework, just know that this is day one and day two together, um, because we're talking about high priests today, and it just kind of rolls all into one. And um, for discussion's sake, we felt like it it just would flow better. So we're gonna do that and Terry is gonna read all of that for us.
2: Terry's gonna try.
1: <laughs> she's ready. So take it away, Terry. All right, four fourteen
2: and through sixteen. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with his igno- with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people.
1: way better than what I would have done because when I was reading deck I had to sound it out letter by letter as I, every time I read it and I read it a lot of times because it just was not coming. So I'm so thankful that you get to do that for us. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank
2: you. I practice too.
1: Well, what, speaking of deck, I still don't think I'm saying that right. Um, What's the deal here? Who is this guy with 27 vowels in his name? And what is his significance in contrast to Jesus?
3: Yeah, so these, they were saying that Jesus is a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Mm-hmm. And right before we came on recording, I was like, I don't get that part, you guys. So maybe you guys could explain or just say what you said to me.
2: Well, Mechizeldeck is um, a high priest that was also the king. Just for a a short time, there's no mention of any lineage that he came from. He was not from the line of Aaron or Levi, um, but God appointed him. And he's only spoken of in a couple of places. There's not a lot of detail that I could find anyways, but um, because God... Or, you know, God appointed him as king and high priest. God appointed Jesus as our king and our high priest. So that's the order of Mechizeldeck. I don't think there's ever been any other king that was also the high priest. In fact, there's some death going on because a couple of the kings tried to offer sacrifices and stuff, but they they were killed because of it. Wait, so, really? No king, no king was oh, a high was that, priest. Yeah, was, yeah. Except for Macizaldech and Jesus. You're right, yeah.
0: And remember now, Melchizedek was a contemporary of Abraham's. So this is before Moses and the law. So God hasn't at this point where Melchizedek is, is king and high priest, God has not set out the structure for the priesthood. He hasn't called out that the Levites are going to be the priests. So it's he's not under the law. He's he's a contemporary of Abraham's. The the uh, interesting th- oh go ahead. No.
3: The the interesting I think with um that is when Abraham met him he automatically gave him, 10%. Gave he him just, ten percent. Adam's tribute
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I love how Angie says now remember that he was a contemporary of Abraham and we were just like um, who is this guy. So no, we don't remember that. <laughs> Angie remembers those kinds well, of things. <laughs> Angie does, yes.
0: Well, yeah. I love I love Melchizedek because we don't know much about him. Obviously, he was a great man of God. For Abraham to bring him his tithe, he right. was everybody knew he was a man of God. Um, and yet he gets, gets just a few lines in the word. Um, and then Jesus is in his. is is tied to him, as as in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is king and priest, high priest, as in the order of Melchizedek. I think that's incredible. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a pretty cool—I mean, we know more about Abraham. We know a lot about Moses. We know a lot about a lot of people. But Enoch, Melchizedek, there are some really incredible people of God that we don't—we only get a glimpse of them. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, somebody that we have a great knowledge of is Jesus. Yes. So how does Jesus being the high priest, we've heard that over and over again. And we even talked about that in earlier in our discussion of Hebrews. But what does that look like? And what is the significance of Jesus being a high priest for us? because well, we don't we don't live in that anymore, right like that we don't live in the world where we have to have um the the priestly structure we live in a world where we have the Holy Spirit who then is able to connect us to God. there's no all of this stuff right
3: so so let's go through all this stuff yeah like what 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 happened during that time? what was the high priest's job Mm-hmm. um What were some of the safeguards, which cracked me up? He had a rope around his ankle (laughs) and he'd wear bells. I just keep thinking about this, how funny that would have been. But why? Right. The reason is once a year, he would go and represent the people of Israel before God in the Holy of Holies. So he would be wearing a breastplate that had stones representing each of the tribes uh was it onyx on his shoulders, on his shoulders and on his chest were um the was the breastplate. And the, he would go before the before God in the Holy of Holies. In the very so that's the very presence of God. That's past the veil. Mm-hmm. The veil was um, there to protect people. It's where the Ark of the Covenant was kept. And if he he had to do a lot of um sacrifices and things like that to atone for his sin first. Because if he didn't, he would go in and, um, well, he he would die. He could be killed. Not because God would kill him out of spite or anger or anything like that. It's because in the very presence of God, sin cannot exist. Mm -hmm. Like in the very presence of light, darkness cannot exist. It just, that's what it is.
1: And this is like way back when, Mm -hmm. this is before Jesus. And the rope around his ankle was so that if he died while he was back there, okay, let's actually take it back just a a couple of steps here. So for if you lived in this time, God was not on earth. There was no Jesus. There was no Holy Spirit. God was like the big G in the sky, right? And then he would sometimes come down, and I'm making this very simplistic. He would come Mm -hmm. down. And he would um, he would speak to people through things like a burning bush or a speaking donkey or um, like physical manifestations of God. Mm-hmm. It wasn't it wasn't the Holy Spirit like we have now. So there were guidelines set up and there were rules set up so that you could enter the presence of God. And you started out. There were layers of the temple. So there were it, like, if you think about a bullseye, like the center of the temple is where we're talking about where the Holy of Holies is. And that is um, the the, whole, the the Spirit of God there in the Ark of the Covenant. And then you would go out and there was the veil and then you would go out and there was another layer. And that's where the sacrifices were made. And then you would go out and then you would go out and then you go out and then it's the regular people right and it wasn't just this one person like I couldn't be like hey what's up my name's Suzanne I'm here to see God today and then make my way through (laughs) right that is not how it was set up and so the high priest was the one who got to go in and be in the presence of God Mm -hmm. and like Rosemary was saying he had the the um, ornamentation to represent every tribe and he would go in and be like Ooh, okay, here, make all the sacrifices, do all of the things that had been laid out so that he could be there. And then if there was sin, he died, and it was always a he, and he died. Like Rosemary said, it wasn't out of spite or you're not good enough. It was sin could not exist in the presence of God. And he was in the presence of God. And so that um, rope was around his ankle so that if he keeled over dead, People could pull them out, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't be struck down because they were sinful in the presence of God.
2: And that's okay. why they they would listen. The um, priests had little bells all around the hem of their robe, and people, the other priests, I imagine, on the outside of the veil would listen for the tinkling as the high priest went around doing his stuff. And if they didn't hear the tinkling. And they, I don't know, they called out to him. If he didn't answer, that's when they pulled the rope. <laughs> yes. I, pull I, I don't know yeah. if
3: they called out. I was like, can you imagine just being in quiet in and praying?" All of a sudden, your feet are pulled out. <laughs> right.
2: <going to> <laughs> I'm no trying to get in. my work done so I can rest later. <laughs> <laughs> you know don't you know I'm being proactive
1: for you? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
3: I mean, it was, but it was pretty serious. I mean, when you talk about that, the oh, yeah. possibility of death. When you think of actually altars, um, and these would be more of the older churches, possibly Catholic churches or churches throughout Europe, you had this sense of you walk up, but then you don't go on to the altar. There's that barrier. And then you walk up a little further where there's a sacrifice of Mm -hmm. um, communion. But Then you go even further, and often the um, Eucharist is kept in this case or in this beautiful tabernacle type, not a tabernacle, but just a beautiful part that would represent the Holy of Holies where mm-hmm. it's covered. Like, have you ever seen them open those up in the back of an altar? And then there's a curtain that they move sometimes. I mean, I don't know. This is old school, real old school. It's like that kind of shows the progression of what it was like to get into the, to get into the Holy of Holies.
1: So how does Jesus fit into this? Well,
3: another piece about how the priests are chosen is they were through the line of Levi, right? And they, um, what was that? I think that was in the homework. There, there were the three sons. Um, Gershon would take care of the screen and the fencing and the curtains. Um, Kohath, this is amazing. That's right. The lampstand, altar of incense, and the Ark of the Covenant. Covenant. So his family... Would take care of those items, which is like a huge responsibility. And then Merari had the the tables, the tabernacle, the fence, and things like that. So the Levites, even though they weren't the high priest, they cared for the altar. They took care of things. They helped with sacrifices and things like that. It
2: was once a year. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Terry. Weren't the high priests chosen from Aaron's line? They were yes, chosen they were, by yeah, God. The high priest yeah. wasn't a Levite. He was right. ironic. And um, that's where the high priest uh, would right. be chosen from, that line. They, yeah. Yes, they were chosen, right? Yep. So
3: that's how Jesus is similar, um, just in that chosen, but he wasn't from his line, right? He was chosen by God. And that's where, and you guys were explaining, that's where the order of Melchizedek, mm-hmm. Melchizedek wasn't chosen from a particular line, he was chosen by God. And that's how Jesus represents that.
2: What so Jesus, that? as our high priest, didn't keep having to go in year after year because he provided, the, yes. gave the sacrifice, sacrifice. of himself, yeah. of himself mm-hmm. yeah. to pay for the sins of, quote unquote, the people, which is anyone who will believe. And he He made that sin, that sin offering that just one time, though, not every year. Oh, right. He only had to do it once. Yeah. But as our high priest, he was um, chosen by God to do that. Because if you remember back there, we were talked about his temptations, how he's like, I really don't want to do this. If there's another way, you know, I'd like to do it that way, but there's not. So God chose him and he he followed what God chose him to do. Mm-hmm. The.
3: There's another piece, and this is kind of where, um, from David Guzik in the homework, it's easy to see why the priesthood of Jesus was difficult for the early Christian Jews to grasp. Jesus was not from the lineage of Aaron, right? Jesus neither claimed nor practiced special ministry in the temple. He confronted the religious structure instead of joining it. In Jesus' day, the priesthood became a corrupt institution, and the office was gained at that time through intrigue and politicking among its corrupt leaders. So that so they don't have that lineage, they don't have uh their tradition to stand on. It's just all of a sudden there's this Jesus. Like, and and I think that's really difficult um to kind of get your heads around it. We would check that out too if we had a political leader that's like, well, what are you doing here? You know? Yeah. Um what's going on, you know? Um, and he's confronting it, he's he's kind of tearing down all the things that we've done. Jesus didn't tear it down. He he corrected it, I guess would be a way to say it. It was becoming very corrupt, and Jesus kind of turned it back towards God. Um,
0: well, you have to remember, too, at this point, you know, the Jews were accustomed to God sending a prophet. Mm-hmm. But it's been 400 years since the last prophet has even spoken when Jesus comes on the scene. So right. I'm sure it was really Hard for them to get their head around any aspect of him being anything special Mm -hmm. um he was from nazareth and then they you know in the new testament they quote that verse well what what did anything good ever come out of nazareth (laughs) um so he there was no real setup for him unless you go back to isaiah and you read some of those prophecies about him um but how many people were really exploring those when jesus came on the scene you know their first reaction was oh wait a minute who are you right who do you think you are um so that's why i think it took a real work of the heart for for those early believers to accept him as priest and king and Messiah.
2: I thought it was interesting. I hadn't um, thought about this before, but when I was looking up the requirements to be a high priest, one of them is he had to be 30 years old or older. Yeah. So Jesus, you That's know. That's
1: very cool.
2: Yeah. So he fit that. Mm-hmm. But, um,
1: yeah. Wait. So for those who don't know, why is that significant?
0: That, that Jesus, Jesus was Thirty before he started his ministry,
2: his public, right. ministry. public ministry, yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: to declare himself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, if you think God's not in the details,
0: yes, what? Right. Yes, He is. Yeah.
1: And, yeah. and I think all those details were important. I mean, kind of
3: what Angie was saying, like how this is so different. Um, I could see with Jesus' miracles and things like that, and they knew Jesus; they knew who He was. His very presence here. Yes, I believe in Jesus. But now at this point, Jesus has been gone for 30 years maybe, something like that. Yeah. And now all they're doing is hearing people who are talking about it. Right? But the benefit is if they make that decision, it, the Holy Spirit is a part of that. And that's where they have the advantage. And I think that's where it's helpful. But just I think a, a piece of this, when I look through the whole thing, Jesus is high priest is he takes our sin, right? He is our high priest. And what does that mean to us? They have someone representing us before God. You know, I'm, I'm like going to use the Sunday school thing. When I get into heaven, it's like, I know I'll be sliding in there. They go, Rosemary, these are all your things. So I'll go, Jesus, that's all I'm going to do. I'm just going to see Jesus because I know I want God to see Jesus instead of me. <laughs> you know, yeah. and they have said, I, you, I will see my son. I will see his sacrifices for all your sins. And that seems pretty important to me. Um, yeah. Just in terms of standing, you know, um, if I die, um, that'll be my first thing. It's like, Jesus, where are you? Like, you know? I don't think you're going to have to ask. I think you're going to, yeah, you I think going to there. Right there. be right there. Yeah. 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 But then, like, when you're pulled before judgment or whatever, and it's like, yep, yeah, Jesus, that's my only defense. That is well, my that well, is that, only, And that, that is, is, our is our only, only defense. defense. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. Because, and that was in the Israelites, their only defense was the high priest with mm-hmm. the sacrifices, right? But now we have a high priest in Jesus.
1: Yeah. And our high priest does not have to have a rope around his ankle so that when he, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. dies, we don't have to worry about him
0: croaking. There right. Was back no there. Plan,
3: <laughs> there was no plan to pull him back out. Right. Mm-hmm. No bells.
0: That's no what I, I was no, thinking about that. In no the whistles. Yeah. In fact, that veil is gone now. That right. veil was torn in two. Right. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't have to worry. Jesus isn't hidden behind a veil anymore. God isn't hidden from us.
2: Yeah. That, that veil separated man from God, humanity yeah. from God. And yeah. and you couldn't enter. You you could yeah. not. We could not enter. Yeah. No way. And, and
1: when the, Jesus
2: paid the Christ that sacrificed and that veil ripped, that took that veil away. We now have access through Christ because of what he did to enter into the Holy of Holies and interact one on one with God. And so the, the very presence
3: of God that would have yeah. killed us before had we done that mm-hmm. resides inside of us now. Yeah. Through Christ. That's a lot. That's a lot of power. Just a lot of a lot. Yeah. But I was just thinking like all the symbolism, the curtain, the veil, all those things. Um, and Christ bearing the cross on his shoulders, you know, where the tribes were and all that stuff. Just all that symbolism that's in the crucifixion. There weren't any bells and there wasn't a rope around his ankle.
0: Nope. There was no plan to
3: I don't know that he would have needed it. I'll be honest. If he would have said no, uh, nope.
0: He said he could have called the angels right at at any time. At any time,
2: yeah. Obedience and belief, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Angie, do you want to do you want to pray for us? Like that's just I think how can we even finish it better than that?
0: Right. (laughs) I agree. Oh, Father, we thank you that we have a great high priest who gave himself for us so that we could be seated in him. And we know that he is seated at your right hand, making intercession for us. Father, he knows everything we need before we even know it because we are in him. And so, Father, we cannot thank you enough for your great mercy that you've shown us that you have made a way before there was, it was a huge ordeal. And then not all of us were welcome into your presence to come up to the temple to, for the high priest to go behind the veil and into the Holy of Holies. But Father, your word says now that we can come boldly to your throne of grace to receive mercy. And father, we know that that's nothing to do with our goodness or our righteousness, but it has everything to do with the fact that Jesus gave himself as a sacrifice for us. And so our sins have been atoned for. We've been made part of your family and we've been given the right to come before you, Father. With nothing in between, no veil, nothing to separate us ever again from you. And so, Father, it's with thanksgiving in our hearts that we come boldly before you and we thank you for what jesus has done for us we thank you for your great plan um that you put into place before you even made us from the foundation of the world father you had this all planned out lord you are a master planner and we worship you and we give you glory and we give you honor because there is no one like you so father thank you again for loving us enough to make a way for us to be in your presence, for our sins to be forgiven through your Son's precious blood. And Father, we just thank you as we read your word that it will become a part of us and change our hearts and conform us into the image of your Son, Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: And cut.